It's late now, nearly midnight on the 22nd of December. And I thought I would share a couple of stories with you for Christmas. I'm sitting here in the library in my home in Stromness. Uh, normally I record upstairs in an attic bedroom, but tonight I'm down here in the library, surrounded by books and weird ethnographic and maritime things. Now, a lot of people won't be able to get home this Christmas. And so, I thought I would tell you an Orkney story about something that happened to a man a long time ago who wanted to be home for Christmas. Now, the good man of Faraclet in Rousey worked the farm there, but he also had a ship and he would sail to Norway, and there he would trade goods. He would bring over grain with him, which he would be able to sell, and he would buy things made of wood and take it back to Orkney and sell it here. Now one year he decided to try to fit in a third trip, just before winter. And it wasn't a very wise plan at all, because as he got his ship loaded up with a cargo, and he set off with his small band of men that worked with him, his tiny little crew, the wind started to rise after they left Norway. And soon it had built up into a huge storm. A terrible gale battered the ship. The sea was mountainous and cruel. And after a while, struggling away with this ship, they could see in front of them, although it was dark, there was white strips on the horizon. And that was not a welcome sight, because that could only mean one thing, that there was rocks there. That was the sea churning and battering against the rocks. And they were heading straight towards it, and there was nothing they could do. They couldn't turn the ship around. They couldn't maneuver it at all. They were at the mercy of the wind, and the wind knew no mercy. So they were driven on until they struck the rocks, and the ship was broken to pieces. The crew were cut up. The crew were cast into the water. But, luckily, they all managed to struggle ashore. But the ship was lost, and the cargo was lost too. Now, the men were taken in by some of the local people. The good man of Faraclet had enough money on him to be able to pay something towards these people, just to put money and put a food on the table for the men that, that were his crew, the men that they had rescued and taken in. Now he himself stayed with an old woman. And this old woman stayed away from everybody else, kind of on the outskirts of society, but she was kind. She was good to him. She looked after him well. She fed him well, and she was always cheerful. 
But the good man of Farquhar wasn't cheerful. Far from it. He was a long way from home. He was marooned on Shetland. And the storms carried on raging. There was no letter, and there was no chance of getting another boat to take them down to Orkney. So he was stranded there. And, of course, there was no way of getting a message to his wife to tell her that he was still alive. And as the days wore on, it neared to Christmas. And at Christmas Eve, he was sitting by the side of the old woman's fire. And he was looking downcast and depressed, staring into the flames. And the old woman said to him, What's wrong with you tonight, boy? Well, he said, I'm not feeling just too happy. Why, what's wrong with you? Tell me, she said. Maybe I can help. Ah, there's nothing you can do, he said. Not a thing. You see, tomorrow it's Yule Day. Christmas Day. And I'm going to be away from my family for the first time. In my married life, I will not be at home with my wife and children. In fact, she doesn't even know if I'm still alive or not. And so, I may well look sad. Hmm, said the old woman. Yeah, that is bad right enough. Ah, I bet you would love to be home in the arms of your wife tomorrow morning. Oh, that I would, he said. I would give anything for that. You'd give anything for that. I bet you would, said the old woman. In fact, I bet that you would give the best cow that you have in your buyer. I bet you would give that as a price that you would be happy to pay if you could wake up in your own bed tomorrow morning. Oh, that I would, he said. Oh, without the blink of an eye, I, would, I wouldn't take any time to agree to that. Hmm, said the old woman. Well, here's a glass of chin. Drink that, go to bed. And if you tell me your dreams in the morning, I'll give you a shilling for Hansel. So the man drank the chin, and he went off to his bed, and he fell into a deep sleep. Now back on Rousey, his wife was lying in bed, and she'd fallen asleep too, but it had taken her a long time. She was thinking about her husband, and where he could be, and was he still alive, or was she now a widow, which seemed quite likely. It was the first time that they'd been apart since they were married at Christmas time, and she was worried sick about him. But eventually she fell asleep. Now, in the middle of the night, she woke, 
and she could swear that she could feel someone in bed next to her. And as she woke up a bit more, she could hear the sound of soft snoring. A man was lying in bed next to her. Well, she got up and she battered him. She said, get out of my bed. How dare you, you vile beast? How dare you come into an honest woman's bed like this? And she battered on him with her fists. The man opened his eyes, and to his amazement he recognized the voice of the woman who was shouting at him, and he said, Maggie, is that you? Is that you, Maggie? Yes, I'm Maggie, she said, as she gently squeezed him by the throat. And he said, don't you recognize me, your own man? Well, she stopped throttling him and looked at him, and sure enough, there in bed alongside her was her husband. Well, mercy, she says, you could have woken me up and told me that you were home. I didn't know I was home, he said. And he explained to her about how they'd been shipwrecked on Shetland and how the old woman had said that, you know, I bet you wished you could be back home tomorrow morning. And he said, oh, he would give anything for that. And then a thought entered his mind. And he said, well, you might not be so happy when you see the price that this cost us. And they went out to the buyer, and sure enough, their best coup was gone. You see, the old woman, she wasn't a witch. Oh, no, she was a lot more powerful than a witch. She was a fin wife, one of the women folk of the fin folk. And it was said that when they grew old, that they went to live on land and they acted as witches, but they had so much more power. Sorcery was in their fingertips and they could do whatever they wished. Now, that was the agreement that they had come to, and that was the price that was paid. His best coup, the best milker he had, was gone. And, you know, there was another man that lived on Rousey called James Flett, and he went to Shetland the following year, and he swore that he saw that coup chewing the cud outside that old woman's house. You see, he had known that coo well, and there was no mistaking her. And there she was, standing contentedly alongside that old woman's house up in Shetland.